Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From the popcorn-filled Mike Francesa Studios. Hey, Max Scherzer's pretty good, huh? I got to say, I want to apologize to Max Scherzer personally because I loved Max maybe more than anyone else in this town. Last year, I was a Scherzer apologist. I don't even know if I needed to be an apologist last year, although even at the end of the year, he didn't get it done against the Braves and the and the Padres. You know what happened in the wild card round, whatever. But last year, I loved him so much. Could do no wrong. Didn't care that he got banged up. Didn't care about those last two. Not that I didn't care, but I was overlooking that, assuming that he pitched injured and all that stuff. Fast forward to this year where he never was really able to get going at all. Then the suspension stuff, and I was an apologist for that. And then I said, all right, restart against the Tigers. is going to be it. And he gets beat up by the Tigers. At that point, it's like, dude, come on now. It's last year's disappointment in the Brave Series and the wildcard round. This year, a month and a half in or a month plus in, he couldn't get it going. He himself had no answers after these games. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong. Velocity down a tick. I don't know what's wrong. Well, what? Velocity down a tick, sticky stuff, suspensions. You don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Led me to doubt Max Scherzer. All those things. And boy, was I wrong. And I'm happy to be wrong. But I do want to apologize because I knew better. Deep down, that's why I love Max Scherzer because the guy is an animal. Should never doubt him. And make no mistake, while the Mets get a big sweep of the Phillies, the loser fills. While the Mets sweep away the loser fills, the biggest part of their team, this is no secret, we've talked about this all year long, is their starting pitching, their formula to win games like they did a year ago, the 101 wins that they had in the regular season, is to get good starting pitching. This year it's proven, what, they're 16-0 and when they get their starters to go six innings or more. Yet you didn't see that basically at all in the first month plus of the season. Now you've seen it regularly with Scherzer, with Carrasco, with Kodai Senga. Verlander, obviously, even though he got beat up you know, last time out. But with Max specifically, the reason why I had big concerns about the Mets season this year was because I was skeptical of Max. After giving him a, a little bit to get it going, I just thought to myself, oh, maybe this is it. I mean, that's what happens with pitchers who get older. He didn't have any answers. The constant injuries, the velo being down, all those different things. Led me to think that maybe Max Scherzer was never going to be Max Scherzer again. And if that were to be the case, the Mets would have no chance. 
Well, that is not the case, and the Mets do have a chance. How about Max dominating the Phillies, following up what Carrasco did, following up what Kodai Singa did, Scherzer, a dominant performance of his own, seven innings, nine strikeouts, a night, a, a day where the Mets needed some length from their starter, and even early on, a little shaky, you know, giving up the two runs, one of them unearned, but still, first inning gives up two runs. Where Max has had starts like that this year, for the most part, two could turn into four or five, and then the Mets get behind, then they start to press a little bit. Nope, not today it wasn't. Today they get behind, but they come right back, and Max settles down to give them that length that they needed. You know, the Mets get some power as well as they've now been on a home run barrage. How about Mark Hanna? Mark Hanna is to the Phillies what Pat Burrell used to be to the Mets. Nice to have it go the other way for a change. Where you're thinking if you're a Phillies fan, Mark Hanna, who the hell is he? This guy's going to kill us? Yeah, I know the feeling. For years it was Pat Burrell or whatever. Name a scrub that kills the Mets or the Yankees. And it's like, what's going on here? Well, Mark Hanna, not that he's a scrub, but you know what I mean. Mark Canna killing the Phillies for a change. So anyway, you get the home runs, uh, you know, the home run from Canna, the ribby uh, sack fly from Viento says the baby Mets, as they like to call them. Although I hate that term, you know, Beatty with the double and then Viento's driving him in with the sack fly. They continue to produce Scherzer raves about Francisco Alvarez and his defense and is calling a game after the game right now. You look at the Mets off this sweep. And I told you on Monday, Right? Was it Monday? What day is today? Thursday? Yeah, I told you on Monday when the Mets were coming off, they had an off day Monday, they were coming off losing four of six to bad teams again with the Cubs and the Rockies. And even though it felt like they were playing better, they weren't. However, they were close. And maybe being home, maybe being against you know, going up against a division rival, the hated Phillies, maybe that would bring the best out in the Mets, and we saw that. Good starting pitching, timely hitting, good bullpen. Sound familiar? I mean, they did it all of last year. And the Mets starting to look like the Mets of last year. Now, they have had these spurts this year, but it does feel a little bit different this time. At the same time that they're playing well now, you know, themselves looking good, sweeping away the Phillies. They're closing the gap on the Braves. And they're not in third place anymore. They're now in second place. One team in front of them. As it's shaping up to be what it was a year ago, a two-team race. And you don't want to bury the Phillies yet, but they're eight games back. The Marlins suck, so they're the Marlins. It's going to be a two-team race. Mets and Braves. This time, the Mets are the ones doing the chasing. And a huge series coming up next week in Atlanta. All those games are of high importance. But especially now where the Mets, it just felt like after the first month plus that the Mets were not going to make a real run at the division. And it felt like, and people start talking about the wild card standings. Oh, the Mets are getting back in the wild card. Even I'm not that nuts. It's only May. Now it's June, but it was only May. Wild card, get out of here with that. Even me, I think I said at some point, I'm not sure, you know, I know it was a year ago with the NLEs being over, but this year I didn't think there was any chance the Mets were going to be as good as the Braves. And yet here we are, just three and a half games back, four back in the loss column. The division is in play. And really we felt that way after the Tampa Bay series with the Mets, but even more so now. 
And looking ahead, and I know the Mets will discuss their plans for this weekend as far as the pitching goes. It'll be Verlander tomorrow, then I believe McGill on Saturday, and then it's supposed to be Kodai Senga on what would be normal rest on Sunday, which he has not pitched on all year long. Buck said that that is a possibility. They'll decide that uh, at some point, I guess, over the next day or two. But let's say that they do keep Kodai Senga on normal rest. If it stays in order, and look, a lot could happen, it would mean you'd see both Scherzer and Berlander in Atlanta against the Braves. And that's something you don't want to mess with. And by the way, if they keep it on rotation, you'd also see in the two-game series Scherzer and Verlander against the Yankees. Now, I know people are going to say that's not as important. It is. Subway Series games are of high importance. Maybe not in the standings the way that they are against the Braves, but they're important. And if it's on rotation, don't bleep with it. Leave it alone. Let Kodai Senga go out there and see what it's like on normal rest form. He was dominant his last time out. He's going to be at home again. Weigh the being at home versus extra rest. But if they keep it on on schedule here, it's going to be Verlander and Scherzer going up against the Braves. And that will be a series. That will be an early test, maybe an opportunity for the Mets in what has been a place of house of freaking horrors for years. For as far back as I can remember. I don't care what building they play in. It's always been a house of horrors for the Mets. For the Mets. And it's been a mess for the Mets down there. And for them to have their pitching lined up the way that they would want it, even in an early season series, you know, look, if, if the, after that series, the Mets could be in first place all of a sudden. And what has felt like a rough start, dating back to the worthless baseball classic, what has felt like a rough start to a season, all of a sudden, all could be forgotten. And these first two months could be basically meaningless. Where in June, the Mets, where we got used to the June swoon, remember that was a thing with the Mets, could be the opposite now. It's bizarro world since Steve Cohen has taken over ownership. Now, maybe the Mets go on their run in June. They get better as the weather gets hotter. Don't want to get carried away because I do think the Phillies stink. But there are very good signs, encouraging signs with this Mets team. None more important than Max Scherzer. He looks like himself. It was easy to criticize this team. It was easy to rip them apart, as many of us did. It was easy to give up at times, easy to be frustrated. But you had to remember that this team was built on the $86 million top of the rotation with Verlander and Scherzer. And they basically have been without those two guys the first month or more of the season. Not until the last four starts have we seen the best of Max Scherzer. And even in that time, Verlander hasn't been consistent. But now they finally have what looks to be like a solid rotation. It's not going to be good every time through, but you're seeing significant improvements. Carrasco, Kodai Senga, obviously Scherzer. You're seeing those improvements. That is the reason to be hopeful that all the hopes and dreams that the Mets had in front of them to start this season are all still attainable. They're all still right there in front of them. Think about how bad this start has felt. We talk about the Yankees all the time where even when they 
when they're losing, they win. And it feels like it's awful for the Yankees, but they win two out of three. Oh, my God, look at this awful lineup by the Yankees, but they go out there and score 20 runs in two games. Oh, my God, the Yankees, it feels like it can't get any worse. They're in last place, and then they cut into that lead and climb the ladder in the American League East. Ten games over five hundred. Well, with the Mets, it feels like it has been a frustrating lost year. We look at Daniel Vogel back. We can't stand it. We talk about bringing the young kids up. Francisco Lindor maybe not having a good year. No Verlander, no Scherzer. Kodai Senga up and down. Guys in that rotation getting hurt left and right. Having a look at David Peterson, Joey Lucchese, Carlos Carrasco. All of a sudden, things have changed. And while it was looking bad and relative bad, because not Mets bad. Typical Mets bad is... They're going to win 70 games. That was never going to be the case with this team. It has turned around here. And they're right on the heels of the Atlanta Braves. And will have a chance to do some damage. Now, look, Blue Jays are, you know, not going to be a difficult. Uh, it's not going to be an easy task here going up against Toronto. Even though Toronto's a fourth place team. Still, Toronto has the same record as the Mets. They're a good team. They're a tough challenge. So it's not like we're looking past them. But. Hard not to think about what could be six games from now. 877-337-6666. Your calls on the Mets on the other side. We're going to the Yankees as well. I mean, we got you know five hours to play with here. Uh, so there's a lot to get to. Yankees on an off day making some moves. Did not think Oswaldo Cabrera would be the move to get sent down, but I understand it. We talked about this yesterday. What would be the corresponding moves for three guys coming back? Well, we now know. We'll get into that and the Yankees matchup with the Dodgers coming up. So plenty of baseball talk going till midnight on this Thursday night. 877-337-6666. Sal Akata on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sal, we got it back on the fan. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Going all night long till 12 a.m. Do you have any idea, Connor, who's on at 12? Is it E.J. Stewart tonight? It is Fleegs. It is Fleegs. How about that? I must have sold the schedule for next week. Fleegs on at midnight. Anyway, doesn't matter because it's such a long time from now till then. We'll be talking about the Mets, the Yankees, whatever's on your mind. We wanted to, you know, Connor and I were talking about it. Was it yesterday we were talking about it? Yeah, it must have been, right? Uh, Vanderpump Rules. The weeks just fly by. Or the days just fly by during these weeks. Uh, with Vanderpump Rules, I did watch the reunion. Wait, so today is Thursday, so it aired last night, right, Connor? Yeah, last night. How about that? So I watched it when I got home. And did you watch it? 
I did. I was a little let down. Same. I was a little... I mean, they're stretching it out to three different parts. Like, I wish they would have just cut out this last episode and just gone to the next one. Come on. Get me to Raquel. Exactly. I want Raquel. Let's... I'm, let me rephrase that. I want to see Raquel on the show. I want to see her getting grilled by everybody. If you don't know, get familiar with it. It's must-watch TV right now with Vanderbilt Rules. I can't get enough of it. Uh, between that and the Housewives in New Jersey, do you watch that, Connor, or no? That I don't watch, no. So here's what I found more entertaining than the actual show last night. Although it was, it was fine. It's just like I want, I want to see Raquel on there. That's what we're all waiting for. Let's go. They're doing a nice job building it up, dragging it out. But come on, they're leaving us hanging here. Another week we got to wait for this stuff? It's ridiculous. So anyway, Connor and I talked about it. I was like, hey, if you can get somebody on from Vanderpump Rules, I would love to see that. Connor, how did that experiment go? Because we were texting back and forth, and I know you tried a lot of avenues. I tried basically all of the main stars besides Ariana, because I figured she probably wouldn't come on. Yeah. Jax, that was a no. Lala, they said no. Stassi never got back. Sheena said no. Katie Maloney said no, but that one was from NBC Universal. Mm. Like they got forwarded me to them, and then they said no. And then I said, well, anybody in the cast, can they do it? Sort of a no there, too. And then the last one that got through was Sheena's husband, Brock, also gave me a no because he's not coming on and doing any interviews until the Emmys happen for some reason. So we at least got some responses. I thought no it was yeses. great. That is producing, Connor. You know what? <laughs> a for effort. No, seriously, I appreciate that. You were texting back and forth throughout the course of the day. I think it's funny how you could even get to a point where you could get the no from these people. And I would understand that they have no idea what the station is, what the show is, certainly not who the hell I am. But still, you know what? You asked. They said no. That's all you could do. Great effort. They're probably used to seeing like requests from Caller Daddy, Big Time Podcast. <laughs> and it's, hi, it's Connor from WFAN Sports Radio. Can they come yeah, on? Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, that is great. Well, I don't think any of the cast, you know, would be familiar with, who knows if they're even familiar with sports, period. New York sports. Like Brock, isn't he from like Australia? Australia. Or yeah, so he's out. He has no idea. You think uh, DJ James Kennedy has any idea about anything that's going on in the world of sports? No shot. He knows anything about Max Scherzer or the Mets. Oh, the okay. only one would be like Jax, I think, is like a big hockey fan, so maybe. Oh, okay. Where's he from originally? I think he's from somewhere in Florida. But okay. he's like a big Lightning fan, I think, and they oh. live down there, so All maybe right. he would know somewhat. Sandoval, Schwartz, no, no shit. None of these guys. Like, you couldn't be less sporty. If you tried, I could just tell by looking at them all. They have no idea what sports are, who's won what. I'd be stunned if any of them watched a sporting event in their life. There was one scene of them throwing the football on the beach, oh. like, and you can just tell they're probably not big now, athletes. Now, maybe Lala would be into sports. You know what I mean? We shouldn't look past you know the, the, the females on the cast either. Lala, maybe Sheena. You know, I saw Sheena once at um, a Jingle Ball. I went with, uh, with my wife and a couple of friends went to Jingle Ball. This is years ago. And, you know, like three years ago, this was years ago. You know, I was much younger, like three years ago when I turned 40. It were a jingle ball watching uh, you know, the Z100. Anyway, I saw Sheena there, and I had no idea who she was. My wife and my friend's wife recognized her. And I'm like, oh, that's Sheena from Vanderpump Rules. And I'm like, I don't even know who that is. But then I started yelling, hey, Sheena, Sheena. And she stood up and turned around and looked and gave a little wave. And one of my buddies got a picture with her. Now I'd be like, oh, my God, Sheena. Do you believe what she did to you guys? I can't believe it. Raquel, how can you let her in? What's wrong with you? You didn't see it coming. She screwed you over. 
Anyway, good job, Connor, trying to get them. Unfortunately, yeah, look, sometimes the results may vary, but excellent effort. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. We started the show talking about Max Scherzer and the Mets. Max is back four straight starts now where he's looked like his old self. That is huge for this Mets team, and they still now have everything right there in front of them as far as winning that division. Like we said, they got the matchup with the Braves going to Atlanta next week. That should be fun. A lot to be excited about with the Mets again and what it feels like a down year. Frank is calling from Mineola. What's up, Frank? How you doing, Sal? Great, Frank. Well, How are you? I mean, I, I'm great. And yourself? Yeah, great. Um, I never lost faith in this team. All right. And I'm going to say, listen, they didn't win 101 games last year as a fluke. They were good, right? Agreed. So they, they, they started off pretty bad this year, right? But there's too much talent on this team. There's, there's between Max and, and Berlin, what is it, five Cy Young. Then nobody's going to be perfect. But, and, and your point that you were making before about Scherzer last year, how he, you know, dropped, you know, but the guy pitched and didn't make an excuse. Yeah, but he didn't pitch well. Like, if he doesn't, no, the, he the, the, right, but the, and that's fine. But the point is, if he doesn't pitch well, they cannot win the World Series. Their goal is to win the World Series. If Scherzer and Verlander don't pitch well, they, they, okay, I understand that. But he was hurt. Okay, well, what's his excuse then to start this year? Was he hurt too? No, Sal. Listen, I, I agree with you on that. But would you rather give the ball? Who would you rather give the ball to in a in, in a in a game seven, Max Scherzer, or who was my other option? Almost over almost anybody in baseball. Well, I mean, the guy's a bull. The guy's a bulldog, Sal. We've all seen it through his career. I get it. I lo- look. I, I loved it more than anybody. I love the guy. And, and me too. Loved, me too. But he got lit him. up. He got lit up. He did, Sal. Yeah, Sal. Another thing. Another thing, Sal. Mm-hmm. By by this weekend, Vogelback better be off his team. Well, that's. Okay? It's funny you say this that. Not- it's funny you say that, Frank. Because I was having this conversation, and thank you for the call. We appreciate checking in, and look. For the record, I never lost faith in the Mets either as far as being a, a you know playoff team. Winning the division, did not think that that was going to happen. I still am not sure if that's going to happen or not. But the fact is, they're back in it. Right now, it's realistic. They're three games back, three and a half games back. Uh, everything's right there in front of them. But to me, you look bigger picture. And do you trust that Verlander and Scherzer, their health will be able to hold up the entire year? Do you like the look of the lineup and the way that that is? Do you think they're going to make the right moves um, come trade deadline. Are the Braves just that much better? You know, there's a lot that goes into it. You know, losing Edwin Diaz, what's the bullpen going to look like moving forward? So there's a lot that goes into it, but it's all right there in front of them. Now, you bring up a good point about Vogelback because I was talking to somebody about this, and that person will remain nameless. But I was having this conversation, and they were like, why are you... Like, why are you down on the Mets? And I'm like, I'm not down on the Mets, first of all. I, I, Mets are fine. I think that they're good. I just don't think they're going to win the World Series this year. It's not a knock. It, uh, by the way, it hasn't happened since 1986. So I just don't feel like the Mets are going to win the World Series this year. And my response to them saying, wow, they could, and this and that, I said, how about this? I'll make you a deal. When the Mets cut Daniel Vogel back, I'll take him seriously again. Because until you have a lineup that does not have Daniel Vogel back in it, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't take you seriously as far as being a World Series contender. You know what I'm talking about? Like a team that could go out there and win win it all. 
That team cannot possess Daniel Vogelback. This is not to pick on Vogelback. It's just the facts. He's not any good at playing baseball. I like good baseball players, not guys who can get on base via a walk occasionally. I like good baseball players. Vogelback's not a winning baseball player, nor is he a good baseball player. So when the Mets move on from Vogelback, one way or another, I don't care if it's Vientos every day. I don't even care if you want to put Tommy Pham there until you feel like you can get somebody else at the deadline. I don't care what you do. I don't care if you want to bring back Narvaez and have keep Tomas Nito and have Nito be the third catcher and have Narvaez, DH, with Alvarez. They can rotate that to keep him fresh, whatever. Can't be Vogelback. Until the Mets move on from Daniel Vogelback, I cannot take them seriously as far as being a World Series contender. Ken is calling from Queens. What's up, Ken? Yes, Al. How you doing? Oh, great, Ken. How are you? You sound terrific as always. I'm very happy because I won a bet last night watching SNY. I had with a friend of mine, Chuck Lasky, who happens to be the grandson of uh, the famous Maya Lasky, who was Hyman Roth in The uh, Godfather. Anyway, I had a $500 bet with him. He said the end of July, I said... The end of May, Sal's going to proclaim the Yankees are going to win the World Series. Oh, yes. I swear to God. I swear to God. 500? That's a pretty big $500. Now, I don't want you to take this personal because I know you get angry, but I'm good friends through uh, uh, Mr. Lansky's uh, Mm -hmm. grandson with Chaz. And they're maybe going to make a sequel to Bronx, Bronx Tale 2. And uh, we want to know if you want to audition for the part of Mush. Yeah. All you need is the big black glasses, yeah. and you can be in the movie. I'm yeah. serious. Here's, here's the problem with that. First of all, I would never turn down a role. Uh, I don't know if you know my acting acumen. I'm serious. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you're familiar yeah. with this. I always wanted to be an actor, in fact. Uh, and, and yeah, I, just, I know. I heard you say yeah, that. Yeah, and then I realized that uh, the only thing I'm good at is being myself. So I might as well just try that. Uh, but I have, uh, I, I still get, um, what do you call it, royalties or whatever from uh, a little part that I, that, that I had in The Undoing. I don't even know if uh, they use my voice, but whatever. I auditioned for it, and I still get checks coming in. They may be five cents. They may be $1.34, but I still get checks coming in. Anyway, I am not a mush. I am not a jinx. This is not on me. This is on the crappy teams. The Mets lost that division, not me. If the Yankees don't win the World Series, it's going to be their fault, not mine. I know, but last night, the Yan- how often do the Yankees lose one nothing? And now they're playing the Dodgers, but the Dodgers are not throwing their best pitches you at, know, the, uh, at the Yankees. That, that's fine. But if they go into four-game slide, I think you're going to get a lot of calls from Yankees. I don't care. I hate the Yankees. Right. I mean, I'm a big Mets fan. Right. So if they don't win the World Series and not in it, I'm happy as a pig. You know what? Did he pay up the 500? I got to go see him. He's not a great payer. Yeah, good luck getting that, Ken, and thank you for the call. Good luck getting that. I am not a mush or a jinx. You realize there's no such thing, right? Right? It's not me. You guys blame me for the Mets losing that division more than you blame Max Scherzer or Chris Bassett or Jacob deGrom or anybody else on that team. Guys couldn't get a hit in September. Couldn't beat the crappy Marlins, and you're blaming little old me? And now you're going to get on me for saying that the Yankees... For the record, I've been saying it's the Yankees' year for weeks. Right after that series with the Rays, I said that this is the Yankees' year. They are the best team in the American League. What'd they do after that series? They went on a run. 
Stop making it convenient to, oh, Sal, you went on SNY yesterday and proclaimed the Yankees are going to win the World Series. I mean, I did. I do feel like the Yankees are going to win the World Series. I've also felt like that the majority of the time since 2017. But it's not my fault. No, I used to tell you the Mets suck for years. They're not going anywhere. They're not doing anything. And even in 2020, oh, no, the Mets are going to be good. Oh, look out, the Mets are 2021. Oh, no, they're a good team. They're good. No, they're not. Wrong, they're not. What happened? They were no good. I was right again. The one time I get in the bed with the Mets, they screw me over. And because of that, you're going to look at me as a jinx or a mush? Come on now. That's not fair. Anthony's calling from Monmouth County. What's up, Anthony? Sal, how's it going? Good, Ant. How are you? Good. Um, I want to get back to what you said about Vogelback because honestly, it's it's like a breath of fresh air hearing someone say that um, you know you can't take this team serious until he's not on it or in the lineup, which is great to hear. My thing is, we see these lineups coming out, and you know, Buck. I respect Buck, and I like Buck. At this point, though, I feel like it's almost uh, you know, Buck challenging himself against the fans' knowledge, where fans look at these lineups and they're they're boggled, and it's like, what, what are we doing putting this guy back in the lineup? And he'll just continue to do it. Like, I feel like since Vogelback had a deep flyout today, that almost makes him going to be in the lineup for even longer. It's crazy at this point. Look, I, I think right now, Buck, and I will never question, well, I shouldn't say never, but I love Buck, as you know, maybe more so than most. Merry Buckmas, and we know his baseball acumen. So I'm not going to knock him with these lineups. I think it's it's gone out of control, or it's gotten out of control on social media in particular with people dissecting the lineups every day. It's pretty simple. We just want to see Mark Vientos get a run at DH because we know that Daniel Vogelback ain't it. However, from the left side right now, you can argue Vogelback is their only option. And because he walks on occasion, I guess Buck likes that. I don't even, there's no way if I sit in a room with Buck Showalter off the record and ask him, Buck, flat out, do you like Daniel Vogelback as a baseball player? There's no way in hell a guy that knows that much about baseball would say yes. It's not a knock on Vogelback personally. It's just that he brings zero to a Major League Baseball team. This is not the Oakland A's. This is the New York Mets. Get a player who could do something other than walk occasionally. No, I, I fully agree. Yeah, but that makes a ton of sense. I, I don't understand why he's in the lineup. I don't understand why they treat Beatty like a platoon player. And um, Alvarez, I think that they're finally starting to really give him that trust. You put him in the two-hole every now and then. But overall, the handling of the young guys, I, I think it's a major concern, Sal. I really do. See, I don't think it's that big of a deal, Anthony, and thank you for the call. Because Beatty is their everyday third baseman. Nobody outside of Lindor and, I guess, Alonzo plays every day anymore. Not just for the Mets. I mean, that's just how it is around Major League Baseball. There's no such thing as an everyday player. The lineups are ever-changing. More so with the Yankees than the Mets, but it happens around the league regularly. Beatty is the primary third baseman. They'll work some guys in. They want to keep guys fresh. You're starting to see Eduardo Escobar contribute. Now, that doesn't mean that Escobar is going to be a starter every day, but it means that Escobar now has become a valuable bench piece to where he is an upgrade over what Luis Guillorme was last year. Beatty is an upgrade over what Escobar was last year. Alvarez, a significant upgrade 
over what James McCann was last year. The Mets are actually better offensively this year than they were last year because of those reasons I just mentioned. Now, they lose Starling Marte where he hasn't been the same player at all, but starting to look a little bit better. Obviously, you saw Canna get going this week against the Phils. Fam, not an awful option. They need one more bat, and that bat has to be the DH spot. But it would also be nice if they could play maybe some left, maybe some second, whatever, maybe some third. Uh, do something, anything, literally anything other than the nothing that Daniel Vogelback does. He doesn't belong on this team. This is the New York Mets, the highest payroll in baseball, a team that's trying to win a World Series. You can't have players like Daniel Vogelback on it. He's the last guy on a roster. The problem is usually those last guys on a roster do things that help you win games, whether it's defensive replacement, whether it's speed on the base pads. Vogelback does nothing, and they have him starting, which I just don't understand. I don't mind Alvarez, by the way, hitting ninth either because you think about it, guys on in front of him, there's going to be guys on in front of him if Canna can get going a little bit. Marte can be kind of a second leadoff guy in the sixth hole. And reset that order after the first five, right? Marte be kind of that pseudo leadoff hitter. And that's why they like Vogel back with the occasional walk he'll get on. But whatever, those guys get on in front of Alvarez and then you have an impact bat in the nine hole that could drive in runs and hit some three run homers. 877 337 6666. We'll continue with your calls on the other side. Whatever it is you want to discuss on this Thursday night, Sal Licata on the fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Salakata back on the fan, 877-337-6666 is the number to call. NBA Finals Game 1 is tonight in Denver, Heat and the Nuggets. I really don't care about the NBA Finals. I know it sounds weird to say that. Once the Knicks are out, what, what do I really care who wins? And even with my hatred for the Miami Heat, but I wanted to see them enjoy. I wanted to see those Heat fans taste the pain of blowing a 3-0 lead. Of course, I didn't get that because why would the sports gods ever give me something? I mean, what did I ever do? I've only dedicated my whole life to sports. What, why would I need something in return? Please, at, at one point, maybe give me something I want. It's not even like I'm asking for a next championship. I knew that wasn't realistic, but I could. Can I see the Heat blow a 3-0 lead? Anyway, now that they're there, you know, I'll, I'll probably be rooting for Denver just because I hate Miami, but the damage has already been done. The Heat beat the Knicks. The Heat are in the finals. They've already won. Plus... I have nothing but the greatest amount of respect for Jimmy Butler, a guy who is just the exact type athlete fans could dream of. He gets it. He's a superstar player who works hard, puts everything into it, talks about uh, not his teammates being role players, but in fact teammates. I mean, God, it's something simple, but when you hear it like that, you you hear a guy who's humble, who's self-aware, he's accountable, uh, but obviously a great leader and a, a hell of a player. The, the Heat culture, it pains me to say it, but by Pat Riley, Spolstra, they're, they're great. There's no way around it. 
And it was just a matter of time before they got to this point and potentially go out there and win one. Now, Denver, you would think, is clearly the better team, but you also thought that about Boston. You also thought that about Milwaukee. I think people did think that about the Knicks as well along this heat run. So who knows? I'll have the game on here and I'll keep an eye on it. But I'm not, it's not like I didn't bet on it. And if you want, you can go to Superbook Sports and download the app and sign up and use promo code SAL to bet on it. And, you know, if if that's, you know, the thing, get you more into it. I'll probably wait if I do want to bet. I'll probably wait to see what happens in game one, hoping that and maybe jump on whoever loses to come back and win the series and get a good price. Because you can't bet Denver right now, I wouldn't think, if you think they're going to win the series. And I, I can't. Even though I believe in Butler in Miami, I don't know if I could bring myself to to bet and then root for the hated heat. 877-337-6666. The Mets have been the theme to start this show this first hour. Rob is calling from Mass Pith. What's on your mind, Rob? Hey, Sal. How are you? How are you, Rob? All right. Listen, I think uh, you know the Mets are only going to go as far as Scherzer and Verlander stay healthy and, and give them the performance that their, their contracts warrant. But I agree with you. I mean, Volgovac is just, you know, dead wood on his team. They're treating this guy like he's the second coming of Ted Williams. Uh, you got plenty of other bats in the lineup, whether it's Vientos, Escobar, mm. uh, you know, maybe D.H. Alvarez when Nito's behind the plate. But you can't take this team seriously unless you get rid of this guy. I don't even think he deserves to cross the spot on the Royals. Right. He might not. I mean, he might not be a major leaguer. Now, people like him, Rob, and thank you for the call. And this should not be about Daniel Vogelback. We here in New York, and maybe, yeah, it's not just the Met fan. I was going to say the Met fan, but the Yankee fan does it too. Hicks, Hicks, get Hicks out of here. Get Then Hicks is out of here, and now it's okay. Who's going to be next? Oh, get Franchi Cordero out of here or Willie Calhoun. You know, when things start to go wrong, you look at somebody that you want off the team. Even when things are going well, like today, the Mets just swept the hated Phillies, and I'm talking about the greatness of Max Scherzer and the importance of him being back to what he was. And yet the focus is on Daniel Vogelback, just like it was with Darren Ruff, getting Ruff out of here. And then it was Ruff was gone, it's who's next. And for me personally, see, you guys liked Vogelback last year. I did not. You guys were okay with Vogelback. Go back and check the tapes, whether it's here, whether it's on SNY. I said I could I was incredulous that the Mets re-signed Vogelback or whatever. They they gave him that extension. Picked up his option, a million bucks. Like, get rid of him. I don't want him here anymore. He failed last year. Just move on. He doesn't do anything. If he hit homers, it'd be okay. Walk some, hit some homers. Again, if he did anything else, it would be fine. If he were a great runner, if he were a great defensive player, anything else, he'd be fine. He does not swing the bat, and he does not do anything other than then look for walks, and I hate it. And until he's off the team, I can't take them seriously as far as being a World Series contender, but it's not the story. He's not the focal point. We have to hope that the Mets one day will wake up and realize, hey, you know what? We're wrong. There are better options. To your point about Escobar even, forget about just Mark Vientos getting an everyday opportunity at DH. Why not get Escobar in the lineup? Why not get Tommy Pham in the lineup? You want to play the lefty-righty stuff? Well, then go get a real lefty then. Well, go get a real hitter from both sides. Mike is calling from Huntington. What's up, Mike? Hey, Sal. How are you? Good, Mike. How are you? Uh, not too bad. I'm calling about the Mets. I'm listening to this. You're all driving me crazy. First of all, you're right. Basketball, I don't give a damn. Mm. I don't want to hear about that. But 
Met fans, calm down. We just got all our starting pitching back. Vogelback, we all agree, and we our, our owner is Steve Cohen. Mm-hmm. He's not going to let this guy be the guy. We all know that. They've slowly brought up Vientos. We got Batty. We got Alvarez. I mean, these kids are starting to show. And I, I admit, you know, Buck, he's starting to come around. He's playing these guys. Let it happen. And the last – and I, I'm 59 years old, so I was – Six years old in 69. Mm. Don't remember that. I was at the seventh game of 86. I was at the fifth game in 2000 when the Yankees beat us on our own thing. And I was at 215 when the Royals beat us. So at least I've seen it. But uh, all the years I've been watching this team, there's always a month. They go 20 and 5 or some stupid amount like that. They just, they're building up to that. I don't know whether, you know, last year, we went off to a great start and then bombed in the second half. That's why Atlanta beat us. So well, they didn't know they, didn't bomb, in the, they didn't bomb in the second half. They had a rough September. That was it. No, they but they 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 played five hundred. When when you're playing, you know, seven hundred ball after that. All I'm saying Mets is... had one bad month and really one bad series in the regular season last year. I mean, I know they lost a couple to some bad teams down the stretch, but that's bound to happen over the course of the year. It was a near-perfect season for them in the regular season until they of got course, swept I in agree. Atlanta. Uh, but they also, in those last games, we all saw it. I mean, as a Mets fan, were how many games over them and then... We just played 500 ball, and that doesn't No, doesn't it was work. the Braves getting ridiculously hot. The Braves went on some kind of tear. So, I mean, the Mets won yeah, 100 but they game. also were. <clears throat> but they also, the Braves started off really, really slow. Right. This year, they happened to not. So, the Mets, I'm just telling you, in all my years, mm. uh, again, I'm 59, I've watched, there's always a month, they go on a run. Yeah, well, I they, don't know. what you, know, you, you, sure you sure we're talking about the same team, the Mets? Uh, you should know more than I have, but the, the Mets, otherwise, in my life, they've gone, there's always a month where they go 5 and 20. You're talking about going 20 and 5. Yeah, no, I mean, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not denying that, but this isn't that team. It's a much better team. Agreed. So we're just, waiting, we're just waiting for that one month where they just explode. Agreed. And well, I, think, I think we're getting there because – all the pitchers are getting healthy. All the batters are getting there. You're starting to see it a little bit. And, you know, I don't know if it's going to be June. Is it going to be, you know, last year we just started off like a bat out of hell. Well, this we is a big – this is a big – and thank you for the call, Mike. See, where the one area we'll disagree with you – well, two areas we'll disagree with you. The majority of Met seasons, and you've seen more than I have, they have not had a 20-5 and five month in them. It's usually the other way around. And you're right, though. This is a different team. This is a good team, an actual good team coming off a 101-win season, one of the best in their franchise history. They're starting to click. They're starting to gel. They're starting to get that starting rotation in order. That's the biggest difference. And take some pressure off of everything else, whether it's the bullpen, whether it's the lineup. So they're starting to play much better. Now, this month is going to be a big test. Blue Jays here for three, starting tomorrow night. Verlander gets things started. We'll see what they decide with Kodai Senga, if he's going to pitch on normal rest on Sunday, something he hasn't done all year yet. We're two months into the season. Then the off day, and then three in Atlanta. That will be telling. 
The following week, they have two against the Yankees. Then they have the following week, three in Houston. Obviously, there are other games in there. But they play some good teams here, some tough teams, some teams potentially that would be battling for a playoff spot, whether it's the Braves, whether it's the Pirates, the Phillies, Cardinals, who knows, Milwaukee. June's going to be an important month here. It's no more evaluation with the Mets. It's time to now start winning. And they've gotten off to a good start sweeping the Phillies here. 877-337-6666. More of your calls on the other side. Start of the show talking about the Mets, of course. We'll open it up to some Yankees as well. We'll get into their moves on the off day on the other side. We mentioned game one of the NBA Finals tonight, Denver and Miami. If you're into that, I'm here to talk about it with you. Whatever it is you want to discuss on this Thursday night, going to 12 a.m. Salakata on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 